Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Two Brothers channel. I'm one brother. And I'm the second brother. Welcome, everybody, uh, to another exciting episode of the Two Brothers channel. Um, this is going to be a deep, deep, deep one tonight. So, Mr. Phil, over to you. Thank you, Mr. Claire. One day I can just see us on stage. And people will be saying, I'm one brother. And, and other people will say, and I'm the other brother. <laughs> anyway, it is what it is. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be looking at this topic. And the topic is, dig your well before you thirst. Dig your well before you thirst. This is a very deep topic. And we'll see how this goes. We'll see how this goes. But we're going to be touching on several things. And uh, we're going to be looking at um, things from the past, present, and future. So what does it mean to dig your well before you thirst? Exactly what it's saying. It is saying there's no use you suddenly getting shovel out. Hmm running to the land, why, because you're thirsty, you now want to start digging a well. Do you know how dig some, do you know how deep some well have to be before you dig, uh, before you hit water? Let me repeat that. Do you know how deep some well have to be before you reach water? So you can't say, oh, it's going to take me two hours to dig, then I'll hit water. Oh, it's going to take me one week. I've actually been fortunate, and I'm saying fortunate, to actually <laughs> draw water from wells in Nigeria in the past, growing up. And some wells are so deep. My goodness. Sometimes, as a kid, I used to think, man, I better not fall into this hole. <laughs> I'll be in space <laughs> because you will be lowering the bucket and 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 the rope is still long. Okay, now you get the analogy. Now, the key is this best case scenario is you dig that well way before your thirst. That's what the wise person does. Now, look at Nigeria right now. A lot of people, if your strategy is, I'm going to go to school, I'm going to get my degree, and I'm going to get my job, and I'm going to be good for life. <laughs> Unfortunately, you have failed. Exactly. <laughs> what are your thoughts? <laughs> Um, it's, it's amazing what you what you just said there because as you were saying that I was thinking about most people that start their career or their education course. It's by the time they finish the education course, the industry has moved on and has made their course non and void. <laughs> so, and as we know. You know, educational system in Africa is not adaptive enough to 
follow the trends. They will just teach you what they teach you. You know, when you get to the job market where there's no jobs waiting for you, <laughs> then you will find out that, you know, you have been cheated. But, you know, when you say dig your well before you thirst, it takes a lot of energy to dig wells. So if you're thirsty, you're already drained. And then you have to expend the energy of digging and digging and digging. You're, you're not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> They'll see a skeleton with a shovel like this. <laughs> There lies the digger. <laughs> he started digging. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it. Uh, we're laughing, but it is it is his life we're talking about here. And and there are there are so many wells we can talk about. You know, we talk about the wells of jobs, replacing your jobs before they let you go. You know, because somebody's going to get sacked. Either you sack them or they sack you. But somebody's getting sacked. Definitely. Definitely. The, the wells of expenses that you might have coming up. So let's, Ooh. You take a trip. Like you want to splash out somewhere. You know, those expenses that, or even an operation, it might be a health issue. It's good to have that money there. Just in, case. just in case, man. You know? Um, and another one is trips. You might want to travel somewhere. This is not even about the money. It's about, you know, maybe you want to learn the local language. So you want to know that by the time you get to that place, you can speak to them. Not in English, but in their local language. Wow. I started learning a new language. You know, because like all languages, when you start, you're excited and then it gets boring. So hopefully it won't happen this time, you know, with this new language I'm learning. But, you know, it's very key that, you know, you, you set yourself these goals. Because the goals you set yourself would determine the direction you put your energy into. And it's good to do it not when you're thirsty, but when you're full, when you're healthy, when you're strong. Digging the wells. Back to you, sir. Story that comes to mind, personal story, is when I first ventured into um, making money from sales. And I realized that I, I left a job and then I went into sales. And Mr. Kinley, it was not easy. The reason why I analyzed it later. The reason why it was not easy is that every time I'm trying to sell the product or services that I was moving then, I think it was insurance. They could see on my face that in my mind, I'm thinking, please buy because I need to pay my rent. <laughs> I, they could smell the desperation on me. Of course, nobody bought. Nobody buys from a desperate man. Mm. 
people, everybody buys from the man that looks like, and you can, if you can smell, you look, if they can smell from you that look, you buy you, you don't buy you, I don't care. That, funny enough, is the person that people buy from. Yeah. The guy that comes and goes, I beg. <laughs> Everybody run. I learned that lesson then. You know what I had to do, Mr. Clay? What, sir? I quit that sales job. Hmm. And I made myself a promise. I said, I'm coming back. But this time that I'll come back, I'll come back comfortably. I'll come back chilled and relaxed. I will not be needy. I will not be thirsty. Mm. I will come back when I'm good and ready. So again, what that story taught me is that if you don't dig your well before you thirst, you actually sabotage your success in this, in whatever you want to end, whatever endeavor you want to do, because you'll be too desperate. Your motive will not be pure. Everybody can smell it. Mm. And you know what they can smell? Something ain't right. <laughs> and what is not right? Your rent is due. Mm. Creditors are calling. <laughs> Pressure is on. The only way you can solve that is to make sure that you position yourself before you take on something like that, where you're gonna be in a position where you're gonna need people to buy you, your service or your product, is you need to make sure you've dug that well before you've got a reservoir. So that by the time you get there, you're not thirsty, you're chilled. I got discovered. Mr. Clay, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, um, I remember doing, doing sales as well. And, um, you know, we came out with different, different lessons. I mean, I walked, I walked the streets of London to there was a hole under my shoe. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I didn't know there was a hole under my shoe too. <laughs> I was walking and I was feeling wetness in my, <laughs> in my shoe. There was a little bit of, I think it was raining that day. And I could feel like my whole feet was wet. That's me, that's inside the socks. So the socks were soaked. And this, you know, that's me, wow. Then I took the shoe, I turned it upside down, I could see a hole in the shoe. That's from walking up and down, making no sales. And there was a lot of lessons I learned that year, you know, because it was, I quit a very nice, cozy banking job to go into sales. Because my friend at the time, Nick Brunos, convinced me that I could make more money in one day than I'm making in one week. <laughs> the maths, when it comes to sales, the maths is the easiest bit to do. <laughs> when you're calculating how much you can make, selling how much, that is the easiest bit. You calculate that one all day long. When it comes to actually going out there and making those sales so that those maps work, that's a totally different ballgame. And um, I remember I was I was so depressed that year, so broke and so depressed. 
and I and I and I had all the motivational books, I had all the motivational tapes, I had all the and I was like, what am I going to do now? But Nick being Nick, you know, he came and he said, you know what, we'll go out together. Don't go on your own anymore. Let us go together. And what Mr. Phil said about, you know, digging your well, you know, we we were thirsty when we we're digging our wells. <laughs> we were thirsty. <laughs> and we were dying digging it. And we got together in the same hole, digging it together. And, you know, and as funny enough, because it was two of us doing doing the same well, you know, we didn't, we, we wasn't that we became millionaires. We didn't make it, we, we probably just made enough to be able to come back with not big one, big zero. We made some sales. It wasn't, it was enough because even the sales that we made was 50 50. And that time, most of the time, Nick would be doing all the talking. And I would sit there listening to him, nodding away, you know, because I was I was done. I was <laughs> there was no talking coming out of me. I was done. This was a bad idea. <laughs> I would quit a good job to go out there on the streets, stress and to sell something that nobody wanted, you know. Something that nobody would be the one talking, and I would just be looking at him. And there were so many times I because he say he used to repeat himself. You know, Nick 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 is never one to come up with a new story. The story was the same story every time. And once you've heard it, it about 10 times, you've heard it enough. <laughs> you know, it enough. <laughs> Nick Nick will say his story again, and I'll be listening, watching him, and I used to fall asleep. <laughs> so Nick is talking to the client trying to kick me to keep awake while he's talking to the <laughs> you were you were sleeping while digging the well <laughs> Give me one leg. Well, I was working up. I said, yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. It's true. I to sell the guy at the same time. And then we'll go and we'll leave the place. And Nick was like, you were falling asleep. You were falling asleep again. And I'll be like, sorry, Nick. Sorry, I'm tired. Why is he going to buy if you're falling asleep? He's not going to buy. <laughs> So trust me, you know, if you want to know about yourself, go into sales. Thank you. Now, Mr. Clay, you see, one of the reasons why I'm laughing hard is because not only can I relate, but that last sentence that you said there, if you want to know about yourself, go into sales. Mr. Clay, is it not amazing that that experience, I remember you going through that. And I went through that experience around the same time. But do you know, interestingly, that was us digging our well before we thirst. Do you know that the lessons we learned 
gave us an insight to the reality of how things really are and gave us the arena to develop the skills that we need, that we are now using now, that is putting us in a better position that we would not have been if we did not go in that direction. Now, let me break that down very quickly. A lot of people, there's no business you're gonna be on this earth. You're either gonna be offering a service or product, mm. features and benefits. Who are you gonna be offering them to? To human beings, to people. Now, Mr. Clay, I know you were speaking to someone not too long ago who was, standing, who was trying to get you into a business and one of his selling points is you don't have to talk to people. Huh? Everybody want to run away from learning the skill, from the principle, from learning the principle that works. They want to cut corners. Why are they running away? Because it's hard. Like you said, it takes energy to dig that well of learning how to deal with people. I was telling you today, Mr. Glare, I was saying because of something that we're thinking about, we're thinking of opening another line of business. And what did I tell you, Mr. Glare? I said, we'll, we'll, we'll have to go and write a list of names. Yeah. I'll start working through it. Yeah. Even us. But what is different is what you told me, Mr. Clay, as soon as I said that, you said, yes, you're right. That's what we're gonna do. We gotta do what we gotta do. We gotta do what works. And what works is you learn the skill of dealing with people. People are the ones that are gonna buy. But what most people do is they run. They run. I don't wanna talk to people. Why? I don't wanna get a no. We've been there. Mr. Clay is laughing because we've been there. There, used, there was a time when, when someone used to tell, when people used to tell me no, I'm like, ah! It would take me two months to recover from one no. <laughs> someone tells me one no, I'm like, ah! Two months! <laughs> two weeks of crying. Yeah. Two extra weeks of recovering. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks of talking about it, and two weeks of mustering the courage to go out there again. Then I get another no. I'm like, oh, I'm there again. <laughs> we can laugh now because we've been through it. But thank God, I'm telling you this story. I'm now 50, but <clears throat> I learned that lesson in my 20s and 30s. That's when we started, that's when we started, you know, in my 20s and 30s, we tell me, no, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? Imagine me now at 50, they tell me, no, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> at 50 now, thank goodness of the price I've paid, nobody tells me no now. You know why? Because I've got to the point where my skill is at such a level that when they say no, they can't say, say no to me. They'll be saying no to their dreams. To themselves. They'll be saying no to their solutions. They'll be saying no to their progress. They'll be saying no to their, um, to, to, 
to what they need. So when they tell me no, I'll be like, okay. That's that's you saying no to your solution. <laughs> that you saying no to your dreams. That's you saying no to your. And I'm not saying that as a, like a curse or like a oh. thing, you know. We may do a part two to this because I want us to really, you know, deal with these things and really make people understand. Because when you follow us, you'll be able to really understand and read between the lines. That you get to a point where your level of skill, it will not be about you or them or them saying no to you. It will be about them saying no to the solutions that they need. And guess what? It will get to a point where they will... If they, even if I get a, I really get a no now, but even if I get a no, honestly, Mister Clay, ninety percent of the time they will come back in the future. Oh yeah, they're and this time they are ready. They will not even. They will just say, "Yeah, um, do you know that thing? Do you still have it?" <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's my business now. My business is now that when they call in the future and they say. Do you still have that thing? My business is to make sure that I, I can say yes. So I can't lose now. But the reason why I'm in a position now where I am now is because I dug that well way before now. Hmm. Mr. Kanaya, over to you, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, what you said there is very important because... When, when, especially when we're talking in the, in the world of network marketing, <clears throat> where there's no advertisement on TV or newspaper or anywhere like that, it's word of mouth advertisement. Um, that's very important. It's people need to know that when they come across a product that is good, that is you that they remember with that product. So even if you show it to them, you might, you might think they're saying no, but they're not going anywhere. They haven't got any solution. Somebody else will come to them with the same product and they'll say, ah, you know what? They might not say anything because they know your track record. They know who you are. They might not say anything to that person, but they might say, you know what? If I'm going to do, I want to do this business because it looks good. But if I'm going to do it, I want to do it with him. I want to do it with Mr. Phil. I don't want to do it with you because I don't know you. <laughs> I know Mr. Phil. You know? And because we've built up such a credibility over the years, that people can now do that. Because I'm getting those phone calls. I'm getting people calling me and asking me, oh, I've got money. What should I invest in? You know, and I'm laughing to myself. What should you, you're calling me, me. Who else are they going to call? Think about it. Who else are they going to call? You know? <laughs> and I, and I, I, said to, I said to that person today, I said, we're probably one of the last, last of the dying breed. I will tell you the truth and the fact as it is. We will not send, we will not sell your gimmick. We'll be very direct with the answer. Okay. Whether, you take it, whether you don't take it, but we'll tell you the truth. So maybe when I'm gone, when Mr. Phil is gone, somebody else can come and tell you, you know, the, 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 the castle in the sky. And then, you know, no, no, you don't have to get, you don't have to deal with anybody. You know, you want to build a business. You don't have to do, it's like most people, when they want to build a business, we always say this. The sale is the, is the, is the, is the work. 
but they don't want to do that. They want to have hire the building, get the logo done. It's all about the website. It needs to be international. You know? you know, all that websites are like that website. It needs to be on the same level. Cannot be a level below because our business is top. You know, we want to get everything. Just expense, expense, expense. <laughs> You have to have a good business card, pretty one. When somebody sees your business card, they will say, "Wow, this guy is a business." You know, then you need you need you need a shop front, you need the desk, you need the pretty woman in front of the desk. So when somebody comes into the office, they will just see Bagam, secretary of the year, sitting there. <laughs> I can help you. Aha, now we're in business. You know. All of that has nothing to do with this. <laughs> Back to you, Mr. Phil. And the reason why it has nothing to do with business is because the sales to a business is like the heart to a body. The sales is what pumps cash flow into your business. Like the heart pumps blood to your organs and other parts of your body, your limbs, everything. So without the sale of your business going like this, ladies and gentlemen, you got nothing. But, to, and, but our natural thing is to run away from sales because it's not easy. Like Mr. Clare said, we're the one that will tell you the truth. So what we decided to do, because I don't know whether it's because I have got a coconut head, I don't know whether it's because I'm just stubborn. I just realized that that is the mountain to conquer. That's where we, why we went into network marketing. That's why we went into sales. We realized, I realized that no matter what business I want to build in this world, that sales process, that is the mountain to conquer first. Not the website. Not the card, not the company car with the logo on the side, not none of that. Is this sales? Are you making the sales? Is your business pumping? Is it pumping? If it's not pumping, you've got nothing. You're just show <laughs> for nothing. And that's why one of the reasons why, you see, one of the reasons why we endorse network marketing is this. We, and I unashamedly endorse network marketing. I know there are some network marketers that are good. I know there's some network marketers that are not good. But, and I know there's some network marketing that you make money. There's some network marketing that I, I invested many years in. I made nothing, but I gained a lot of experience. There's some network marketing that the experience I gained from one, I took it to another one, and I started making money like that. So, Regardless of whatever network marketing you get into, what I can guarantee you, you will, you will learn is you, it will give you an arena to develop the skills that are real skills that make business work. So what am I saying? Someone that can build network marketing, I can guarantee you that that person will be able to build any traditional business. But someone that has built a traditional business, this business, may not, often not, will not be able to build a network marketing. 
So it's almost like network marketing gives you the arena to really train your muscles for real, for real, for business. Meanwhile, the traditional business, guess what you need to start with? A lot of people, the first thing that you need is capital. And a lot of people get caught from that capital level. Capital. We're talking about Amazon the other day. It took nearly 15 to 20 years before they started showing profit. Do you have 15 to 20 years of money to pump into something? And we're not talking about small money. We're talking about astronomical money. Yeah? No. We don't have it. So that's where network marketing comes into play. Because with network marketing, you can start it with little or no money. And then it goes, there's the floor. There's the road. Let's see what we can do. Let's see what you can do. And that's network marketing. And then you go and you start realizing that, whoa, I like this, I like that, I like this, I like, I like this, I like this. It starts exposing what your deficiencies are. Because myself and Mr. Claire, when we started the journey, man, Mr. Claire was a teenager. I was in my early 20s. We used to sit there with notepad in meetings with, with pens taking notes. You know why? Because we've been we've gone on the street and we've been battered. <laughs> then the only oasis we had was to go back to training. <laughs> then they would say, have you set your goals? Oh, I need to write my goals. Have you written your list? Oh, I need to write my list. Have you called my, have you called your list? Oh, I have to call them. Ah. <laughs> and we went through all that. Then we'll go to the street. The street will slap our head. We'll come back again with our notes. <laughs> but we're digging our well then. Why? We were in a situation where we could afford to go to the street, get knocked back, come train, go to the street, get knocked back, come train, until we got good. What were we doing there? We were digging our well before we first. Mr. Clay. Yes, yes. Um, uh, <laughs> as, as you were talking, so many stories were just flashing through my mind. Please share. Please share. All the times where you would, we would, we would be at the seminar. We'll be the youngest people at the seminar. The youngest black people, <laughs> and actually the youngest and the only black two black guys. Sometimes maybe we have Julian with us. Three black guys. Guys, yeah. And all we were doing there, we'll be clapping with our with our pens and our. Who are we clapping for? We're clapping for other people getting awards. We're clapping for other people making money. Well, when we getting awards, no. When we making money, no. But we were in training. And who was paying for that training? We were paying for it. We were paying to go. And the only thing we can do is get there and put our... Uh... <laughs> Mr. Kelly, over to you. And the amazing thing is um, money we were not making. Even to invite people to join us in the training, we couldn't. 
Eu vou fazer mudar. So, to forget it, you know, nobody will be coming with us. You know, and even to invite people to, to not to join the business, so just to come for the training, nobody was interested. You know, but you look back now and you say, wow, I thank God that we paid that price. Because all those people that we were telling now, they're still around, most of them. And they wish they had the life that we have. They wish they have the understanding that we have. They wish they, we have, they have the kind of people skills, the kind of you know, emotional intelligence, the kind of wisdom that we have. So it's, it's, it was money well spent. Money was, and time well spent. Money and Look, time ladies well and gentlemen, look, ladies and gentlemen, what you do, so, see, even the fact that we can do this channel, a lot of you may appreciate the skill it takes to do this kind of channel. But take Mr. Claire, for example. One of the reasons why he's the only person that can do this channel with me is because of that journey. He was the only one with me in those trainings. He was the only one with me that we have the same stories to tell. There's no story that I will tell that he will not go, oh, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. I remember. But the key is this. Do you know how hard it is because a lot of you may not know. I only tell Mr. Claire the topic we're going to be talking about maybe two, five minutes before we come on live. I'll just say, Mr. Claire, we're going to be talking about this today. And he'll be like, mm-hmm. Ready? Why? Because he has dug the well. And I can be confident that whatever I say, he will just like, okay, yeah. I'm ready. Let's go. The, the job has been done before. So if that was not the case, I would have to brief him, oh, we're going to talk about this, then I talk about that, then you talk about this, then you talk about that, don't talk about that all. <laughs> <laughs> it cannot work. So some people may even ask, why two brothers? Why two brothers? You're the only, you're more than two brothers, you're four brothers. You know, why are the other two not? The other two did not come with us to the trainings. Jordan two did not dig the same well that we dug. Does it mean that we don't like them? Absolutely not. Does it mean that we don't that they're not worthy? Of course, they're worthy human beings. Does it mean that they they're not good in their own right? Of course, they're good in their own right, but they're not good on this journey. You can't fake it. What do I mean? If you don't know how to play the guitar, no matter how you want to use, they will give you the guitar we are playing. It will show whether you know how to play it or not. No matter, oh, why don't you let me play, play the piano? Oh, okay. That's the piano. Oh yeah, play. Oh, why don't you let me be the head of the networking organization? I want to build my business. Hey, okay, that's the business. Oh yeah, play. 
Mr. Claire, please. No, no, it, 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 it is um, it's humbling. I think what 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 you say is that you know when when somebody is spending time to to dig their well, it's not it's not pretty. It's not a clean exercise. Nobody wants to join you. In fact, people want to people want to give you as much space as possible. People want to drink the water. Don't get me wrong. But nobody wants to dig the well. <laughs> if we want the water, but nobody wants that well. Want to dig the well. We are gonna do a part two to this because there's some I've, I've just looked at my notes now and I can see we're in part two, we're gonna be talking about how this fits to you guys in Nigeria. We're gonna be talking about things that have changed in the past that basically, if you've not dug your well, you will be left behind right now. You know, in part two, there's so many things, so many things have been deregulated. Let me give you an example. Mr. Kanae, you remember when TV stations were, the, were norm? It was only TV stations. It was BBC One, BBC Two over here, um, ITV, Channel Four, and Channel Five. And then before you knew it, it became cable. And then it went from five stations to 999 stations, <laughs> like that. And then the next thing that happened, I just noticed that ordinary people could not start owning stations. And because I watched trends, I thought to myself that, hmm, something is happening here that I can't figure out yet. Hmm. That was then when Ben TV came out. That was when Nigerians started buying TV stations here. I'm like, hmm, why are they selling these TV stations? You know why? Because YouTube technology was bringing YouTube where everybody. So those people that bought cable, thought that they were buying into something. They didn't know that they were already they're buying into something that the time has already gone for it. Mr. Kinley, last words, then we'll come back for, uh, we'll, we'll round up and then we'll do part two some other time. Yes, sir. So, yeah, that, that was it. You know, what you, were, what you were saying there is so powerful. You know, because I remember those Ben TV times. I remember the Christian Channel times. I remember the times where they, they let everybody in which is amazing, you know, they always do that, right? You know, when once the, once the, once the game, has, the, the landscape has changed, that's when all of a sudden, everybody can come in now, be like, what? <laughs> and people that have been owning that dream of, oh, one day I'm gonna have my own TV channel, would pay thousands, all their life savings to just get it, and then you find out that it's free, actually, you don't need, you don't need to pay that thousand. It's a lesson to us all. That's me, Mr. Phil. Sorry, sorry. I didn't cut you to stop you. Sorry, I didn't cut you to stop you. I just wanted to interject some words in there. The time, please come back. <laughs> the time for hate has passed. Mm -hmm. And that is why they will let you in. So one of the things that I've learned on my journey is, like Mr. Kinley said, when they're guarding something like that, and suddenly they now said, Oh, everybody, come now. Oh, you can now come and do this. Oh, I've learned. 
that ah the paradigm is about to shift now i may not know where it's gonna shift to but i know that there's a paradigm shift and that's why i didn't rush with them to go and buy a tv station because i could have that's why you know like mr Clay said christian channel came out ben tv came out there was another african tv they were coming coming out like that now they're all defunct And so, again, part of digging your well before you thirst is keeping track of these things. Mr. Claire, please come back and then we'll go. Yeah, that's it. That was it. So now that we have the Two Brothers channel, you know, <laughs> without, without, without us selling our houses to get it. <laughs> so it goes, it goes to show, you know, and, and future trends like like my son the other day was asking me, where were you when Bitcoin was being, was, was so cheap? How come you didn't buy any Bitcoin that back in the day? <laughs> and I just laughed. I said, watch out. There's going to be so many opportunities like that in the future. Try not to do the same mistake as your dad. <laughs> so uh, back to you, Mr. Phil. Thank you, Mr. Clare. I wouldn't actually even say it's a mistake. I wouldn't actually even say it's a mistake because you see, one of the things I've learned again is this. The mistake that a lot of people make sometimes is that they think that an opportunity, the only opportunity is at the beginning. You know, but it's like saying that, oh, Coke, the only opportunity was Coke. Then Pepsi came out. Oh, that's Coke and Pepsi. Look. There are thousands of thousands of colas there. Another, another example is when banks, you know, there's a place in London here where they call it bank. Reason why? Because each building beside each other is a bank. And all of them have their clientele, all of them have their. So to be honest, Opportunities like Bitcoin, when they come, they're here to stay. And even if they go, another one will come. So it's not really to try and catch an opportunity when time is right for it. No. You're trying to do method then. No. Go with the principle. No. Sometimes, yes, you might hit. And if you hit, oh, well, I'm good. But if you don't hit it at the beginning, guess what? The opportunity is still there. The principle, just use the same principle that never changed. Diligence, discipline, digging the well before you thirst, you extract the profit in that. You extract, you never fail to extract it. The only reason why I'm not going into Bitcoin right now, to be honest, is because I have seen it, it's trading. It is trading, that's all it is. I have some Bitcoin. But it is trading, it's just, and trading is a lifestyle. A lot of people think, oh, I've got a lot of Bitcoin now, so I'm good. No, you're not good until you sell that Bitcoin. And what are you gonna sell the Bitcoin for? For cash. So what are you really into it for? A lot of people go into Bitcoin because they say it holds more value than cash. Okay, fair enough. But the moment you turn it to cash, guess what? You're back to cash again. And then you might not, you go into the market, you might not get that rate again. 
So what are you doing really? What is the principle behind Bitcoin? The principle behind Bitcoin is trading. And trading, like we said, our, like the title of this episode is, is that if you have not dug your well in trading, don't expect your success in trading. Let me repeat that. If you've not dug your well in trading, don't expect your sus- don't expect your success in trading because you see, trading you have to have won and lost, have won and lost. You have to have learned how to make money when it's going down. You have to have learned. It's a study. Now, some people want to go in. Oh, I want to buy. I want to buy low and sell high. Even the dog on the street knows how to do that. Even the cat on the street knows you want. To, but knowing that that's what you want to do and achieving that takes study. It just doesn't. So some people kind of like think that, oh, maybe they're coming into something that, no, look, unfortunately with trading, <laughs> when you start, it gives you some adrenaline. It gives you some high. It's like, it's like a cocaine on its own because you go in, you're like, ah, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. And you feel like a shark. But you don't know that you're shark food. You think, ah, I'm a shark. Then you see another shark just come and... (laughs) I've seen so many people. So trading, to be honest, it is... It is... uh, It's a study. It's a lifestyle. And so... Go into it. There's nothing wrong with me, but know that the principles still stand. You've got to be a student. You've got to be a master to succeed at it. So um, that's all I was going to say about about Bitcoin for now. Okay. And apart from that, again, the principles still stands. You have to dig with your well before you thirst. We're going to end right here. Say goodbye, Mr. Claire. Most definitely. See you guys next time and um, enjoy. Back to you. Thank you. See you guys next time. We're going to do a part two. Look out for that. On that note, that's us. Gone. Peace. And we out. <laughs>